We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the DGD Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall is the ultimate shopping destination for Georgia Bulldogs fans like yourselves. I'm talking about a great shopping experience with everything you want and need to show off your Georgia pride. They have licensed Georgia apparel from brands like Nike, Cutter and Buck, Columbia, Peter Millar, Champion, and also they have a two for 38 t-shirt special. So go check that out. Make sure your family is game ready with apparel, accessories, and gifts. They're located 10 minutes from campus in Athens. Check them out in store or go to alumnihall.com. It's where Bulldog fans Welcome to the DGD podcast, folks. As always, the NCDGD himself, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Let's go. It is Monday. There's a lot to talk about. We're going to have a special guest. Jake Crane will be back on to talk Auburn with us in just a little bit. But in the meantime, there is a lot to talk about with fall camp. Um, Jordan Davis is already showing the teams in front of or that drafted in front of him while they made a mistake. Uh, Trayvon Walker, Zeus looked great in the Hall of Fame game. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but first, make sure to <clears throat> like, follow, subscribe wherever you watch or listen to the show. Uh, it does a lot for the show. Um, also, the show is brought to you by Alumni Hall. Alumni Hall, 10 minutes away from the Georgia campus, licensed Nike apparel, also Columbia, Cutter Buck, just, just to name a few brands. Uh, check them out, Alumni Hall in Athens or alumnihall.com. Uh, listen, let them know the DGD sent you, right? Let them know the DGD podcast sent you. Um, just saying. Uh, also, Friday, uh, we had Nate McBride on with our fellow friend KTG and Turner from the Spike Squad got singled out. Juan, you weren't there uh, to back me up on this, but uh, got singled out. So, listen, Turner, if you're watching, I told you I would wear black, my man, and I did. So I'm a man of my word. Uh, But let's just go ahead and talk about this, Juan. Um, First things first, fall camp started. um, And obviously, I think think things are going well. for you, I just want to get your thoughts on on fall camp. What is fall camp like to you? Not may not be what Kirby 
is doing, right? But when you played, what was fall camp like for you when it started up? Back in the swing of things. And, uh, uh, you know, you would think that right away you would start game, game, game uh, but that first two weeks is just getting back to fundamentals, just getting back to, to you, know, you know, being, you know, in, in, in football mode. Uh, a lot of hard practices. It was hot. You're sore. You're doing the two-a-days. I don't think they do the two-a-days like they did before. But uh, you know, it, it, once you made it through that that two two weeks of uh, that tough fall camp, you were you were good to go. Yeah, I always thought it was a mental thing. Uh, just from an I guess from an outsider's perspective, I felt like it's a mental thing because if I'm not mistaken, Kirby on the first day of fall camp was talking about the mental grind starts now, right? It's physical for sure, but mental grind as well. Right. You're not you're, you're in a you're in a hotel, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for a couple of weeks. And, you know, it's just one of those things where you're basically getting the shit beat out of you each day, like all the time. Right. So obviously, I, you know, listen, I think I think these guys are going to come out of fall camp, you know, a lot better, you know, from where we need to be. Right. From a conditioning standpoint. Uh, from a mental standpoint in regards to, right, like understanding the playbook, things like that. But the main thing for me is just making sure we try to stay as healthy as we can, right? I think that's the key there. Um, but obviously from a takeaway standpoint, listen, I, you're hearing a lot of things, right, from the media outlets saying that the energy is intense, you know, coaches holding players accountable. That's the stuff you need to have, right? Like, you want your players to be held accountable, right? The players hold themselves accountable. But at the same time, you know, you're trying to, I feel like right now is the time you're establishing leaders right now, right? You're finding out, you know, which players are going to stand out in regards to taking leadership over the others, right? And, and we're finding that out. But now at the same time, it's only been a couple of days, so things can change. But you'll learn a lot more as fall camp goes on, I would assume anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, Stetson Bennett is—he's, uh, you know, he's he's shaved the uh, shaved his head, got rid of the screech, and uh, he's also put on some weight. Uh, and, and and so I, I think what he's done, dialed in, he's more, more focused to, to to let the Georgia faithful know, well, hey, I am your guy. I'm gonna put on some extra weight. I'm gonna get stronger. And again, and you know, you just talk about fall camp and you you know you have those leaders step up there's none to, to winning national championship and that euphoria that 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 that, that feeling that you do not want to go above and beyond to try to repeat that first and foremost and then secondly too that you're just starting a tradition and you're just starting to, to build uh that this this great uh you can already tell just how excited uh you know, just the buzzes around Athens. No, you know, my thought was with Stetson seeing the <clears throat> the new haircuts, the Quavias, I'm legitimately on board with the transformation that you're seeing, right? <clears throat> There's no question about it. He, he looks like a different person. He's not some string bean anymore. He's, he's a built, he, he's got muscle definition, things like that. And I'm telling you from a quarterback perspective that you're, you're going to see a, change in his throwing as well right you're going to see an extra oomph behind it and with that being said that extra oomph is going to change his style of quarterback play you know we saw him take a lot of you know when he takes shots last year 
one's about to start laughing. Oh boy. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do uh, it. Yeah. But I think, you know, you're going to see the, the ball being able to throw even farther down the field and that with the speed that we have in the receiving room is going to be lethal, lethal. Um, and listen, Arian Smith's primed out for a big year if, if, if things are going that way. It's because the brigade. The brigade, the brigade decides to make Juan laugh again. They're trying to make Juan laugh again. That is their active campaign from the brigade. Every episode, every episode, they're trying to make me or Juan laugh. Mostly Juan, but you know, when, when you're running solo, sometimes they'll try to come at your head too. Um, <laughs> I experienced that. You can't get me. So, obviously, if you're not familiar with, it, if you're listening on the podcast, it's it's perfect. Right? It's perfect, um, but you need to be live because that is the perk. Right? That's the perk because then you'll understand what got one. Okay, if it happens, I don't see it happening this time. I need I don't, I don't to prove me wrong. Gonna, I've, I've matured. I've matured. So he's yeah. We're starting to see some. We're starting to see some comments, and I'm sure we're going to come in. Uh, we're sure we're going to come in on that. So. <laughs> Juan, let's go, ahead, let's go ahead and talk more about this. I don't know if you saw this, but the, the coaches poll just dropped. Um, the preseason coaches poll just dropped. Have Georgia at three, behind Bama at one, Ohio State uh, at two, and then Clemson at four. Being at three for Georgia is, in my, I think that is completely fair. Completely fair. Um, you know, you lose a lot on defense, right? Everybody's trust me. Everybody outside of the Georgia, outside of the Georgia space, has told me over and over and over that oh, you lost too much, all this and that. We heard you, but we don't care. Nobody cares because Georgia has reloaded. They're not rebuilding; they're reloading. Uh, as as our sixty thirty three DGD in here would understand what I'm coming at with that. Um, and he's also telling one he's trying to hold back. He's trying to hold it back. So, but anyways, coaches poll. Listen, I I think I think at least from the top four perspective, don't have a graphic for this, but you know, just here in those top four, I think that's completely fine. But I think right, you can tell it's the preseason because there's some serious question marks from from Clemson at four. I think there's some serious question marks, but even. Georgia at three, because I need to see what our guys look like to start the season. Our schedule allows us to be, you know, find out what we're made of in a sense. However, you know, to be determined, right? You lost a lot of talent. You've got guys doing a lot of starter minutes, right? But linebackers, that's the key right there. Who's going to play, you know, who's going to fill those linebacker spots? I think you look at Pop Johnson as the middle linebacker, but we'll see. That's why you got fall camp, right, Juan? But then you also look at who's going to play the second corner spot beside Ringo. Who's going to be his running man? And there's some takeaways that we're going to find things out about uh, through fall camp, right? But I think as you see our schedule, it makes sense why they have us at third. I mean, Juan, what are your thoughts on that? Um, there's a lot, a lot of question marks, even even really in, in the in the top, you know. So I. I don't see Clemson being a number four 
team coming off of what they had, you know, from Ohio State has 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 proven that as talented as they were, they had three receivers that went in the first round last year, an outstanding quarterback, a great running back, and you you blow it against Michigan. So I, I just am not really sold on Ohio State. It's going to be Alabama. Uh, will they improve in the in the receiver? I, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I do like where Georgia sits. Georgia's at, at a perfect place. I, I, I think they're going to build, build off that momentum. And, uh, you know, offensive power, uh, weaponry like that they have this year. So who's going to stop Arian Smith? Who's going to stop our running game? And all we need to do is just be in a place just to facilitate it, Make sure that you're spreading the ball, take care of the football. You're going to see a high-powered offense from Georgia, the kind of like the uh, the light shine and, and, and Stafford. Uh, and it's it's going to help the defense out uh, tremendously. See, uh, DJ put, you know, shout out to Texas for getting a first-place vote in the coaches' poll. <laughs> that, I mean, you know, that, that that's a that's a good point, but I fall apart. I mean, there's just no way that, you know, and, and obviously that must have been the key decision that, that, that put that there. I, I just don't see Texas doing very well this year. How much would you want to bet that Jimbo Fisher had him doing it just to be spiteful, get their hopes up? I can see him doing it. <laughs> I can see him doing that, giving them a first-place vote. Uh, just, uh, you, you know, you know where you can find me? I'm not hard to find. Yeah, yep, yep. Not hard to find, yeah. But yeah, so, so I, I think Alabama right now, I, I just think the way that it sits, I really feel like because um, um, I just kind of lost my, my train of thought. I'm not laughing. I just kind of lost my train of thought. But uh, sounded like sounded like Shaq taking the, the one-chip challenge right there. I didn't yeah, yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah, just be so <laughs> – uh, I, I do think that, um, you, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, does, you know, that Texas A&M matchup is going to be a big-time matchup. you got Arkel Miss. All of these guys are going to be gunning for Alabama. I think Georgia, we get past, past Oregon. We are just going to uh, – <laughs> we're just going to cruise along. So, I think. No, like I just, I just think that Tino should be blocked. Oh my goodness! Hold on. So, so we've got, we've got to, we've got to clear some things up here, folks. The brigade thinks that because I made you laugh, one that they're undefeated. I don't think that's how this works. It makes one laugh again, but I'm not a part of the brigade more so than you, folks. The listeners, the viewers, are the brigade. Me and Juan are just your co-hosts. If I make him laugh, that's yeah. one thing. We got to let the brigade make one laugh again. Well, it was, it was, it was. I mean, is this a technicality? Terrible oh, no. comment. Uh, losing train of thought equals laughing. So I don't. <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I mean, there you go, folks. He's laughing. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think. Again, and like I said, we need to go ahead and block. <laughs> Oh, 
right. 15 minutes in and got him. All right, folks, there's your there's your make one laugh again moment of the day right there. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> terrible. I don't think it'll, I don't think it'll end though because just because they got you now, watch them trying to go for me. I have yeah. a feeling this is going to happen, and I hope I didn't speak it into existence. Yeah. We'll see. Anyways, getting back on top of the show for anybody that's listening, they're probably wondering what are these guys doing. Um, but obviously, you take a listen outside of the coaches' poll, right? I think where where we are is completely fine. Um, but let's talk about some former dogs that are already making waves in the NFL, and we'll start with the most or the, the farthest back, and we'll work our way up. Um, we'll start off with the Hall of Fame game. From the NFL, right? This past Thursday, I believe it was. I uh, didn't talk about it Friday, but we'll want to talk about it now. Trayvon Walker, Zeus, you know, obviously on opposing teams, but, you know, they really stood out. Uh, watching that game, you know, Trayvon made his impact on the first play. Listen, still a complete BS call. If you saw the rough in the passer, it's complete BS. Just saying. Um, but he gave that left tackle problems the entire time that he was on the field, period. Absolutely period. Got him a sack. Obviously, listen, I get it. Don't don't come at me with this. It's the preseason. I don't give a damn. You're starting to see the flashes of why he went number one overall. Now, obviously, as the regular season comes on, how things are going to change and whatever the case may be, that's to be determined. But you cannot argue that what you saw from Trayvon Walker – shows you why he was looked at and viewed and taken as number one overall. Did you see the game one? And if so, what were your takeaways from, from Trayvon's performance? Yeah, I, I did see, I did see. And uh, uh, of course, you know, you, you can't really put a whole, whole lot of, however, if he's going to be that much of a problem for a single guy to try to think about what it's going to be throughout the season. And so, so they're going to have to use maybe a, a or a double team to even deal with him. And if they have to do that, then of course there's going to have uh, players are going to have opportunities to eat uh, and 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 be disruptive. So it was shows again why he's the number one. He he has a motor on him that was just you know just I'm just kind of excited to see what he's going to be able to do uh, throughout the season. How are they going to be able? You know, also, uh, as the brigade, uh, Patrick brought up the fact, you know, shout out to Richard Seymour for talking up the champs in his uh, induction speech. Um, and that's another thing that we bring up here as well. Just had a, a, you know, Richard Seymour, right, former dog, enshrined into the Hall of Fame this past weekend as well. So it's been a busy weekend for Georgia from, you know, from the NFL perspective as well. Uh, so shout out to Richard Seymour uh, for being inducted in, uh, to the Hall of Fame. Uh, but let's transition over to Zeus, right? Let's, and, and Trayvon had a sack as well, so as, as 63 mentioned. Um, so with with Zeus, first ca- first carry went for like 15 yards or whatever the case may be, right? Led I think led the obviously like like I said take it for take it with a grain of salt because it's preseason, but led the team in rushing things like that. Looked really good. Um, but what really stood out to me was his pass catching ability. And that was what people were trying to ding him on. People wanted to list him as just this bruiser, but that's not necessarily the case. And I think if the Raiders utilize his passing abilities more, the Raiders might've got 
a big time baller right there. If you know where I'm going with it, especially if you know Josh Jacobs is on, you know, potentially getting traded or whatever. If he gets traded, that could be Zeus's to take away. It could be Zeus's to lose. Who knows? Um, you know, what were your thoughts on Zeus? I, I thought he looked really clean, like ran clean, ran hard, physical. What were your takeaways from that? Yeah, well, if, if and the other part too, a lot of people don't realize with how they rotate the backs at Georgia. But Zeus looked fresh. He that's been beat up and that's just been ran over and over and over and over again, which gives him to work on additional things, like catching the ball out of the backfield. Like that is something that's huge. That was something that made him and separated him was his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. So uh, that preseason debut for him to run the ball like that and do the things that he was able to do. It was pretty awesome. And, and I look forward to Zeus having a pretty long, uh, lengthy career. I mean, I think it's possible, especially with how Dale McGee has made platooning running backs so efficient. He's done it efficiently too, right? I think that's key. Um, but let's let's talk about more of our dogs, right? Have you heard or seen any of the film from George Pickens so far at Steelers camp? Yes. Um, uh, you know, he's, he's had a couple of, uh, you know, one-handed catch. I saw he had one, but he's kept his eye on the ball and then brought it in. And, and then what he's doing to those, those defensive backs is just, it is just absolutely criminal. And and he's a monster. And, and uh, the fact of where he got picks the team that he went to uh the quarterback you know getting him the football he just has a passion uh and and, and a want to get better and that's what's going to I'm, I'm looking at the in the brigade uh you know listen pickens is a monster right i really wish george would have been able to stay you know healthy and on the field and been as productive as we thought right like what we're seeing in his time so far at Pittsburgh is no surprise to Georgia folks. Let's be honest. You also think that you knew he was going to be a better NFL receiver than a college receiver. And that's scary to think as well. When you look at what he's been able to do, there's a good chance that you might see him be a number one receiver or number two or whatever, to be, you know, because you got Claypool or whatever the case. It would not shock me one bit to see him play outside to start the season. Just what, Duke can go yeah. get it. Yeah. And he, if he stays healthy, there's no reason why they don't put him on the field. It's just insane. That's all I'm going to say. Agreed. Well, and historically, it has, uh, sorry, Pittsburgh historically, has, has they've taken bottom, whether it's blocking their, their IQ, their pass catching abilities, start out with Andre Hastings uh, with, with, with Pittsburgh. Then you've got, of course, Heinz Ward, who will probably go to uh, for for the Pittsburgh Steelers, a Hall of Famer, and then now you've got George Pickens. So that tough grittiness with the receivers that come from Georgia, that Pittsburgh really likes the team. I mean, they're just just a you know uh, a bust you in the mouth and just gritty, just tough group. They're just continuing their uh, you know stealing those Georgia receivers. Yeah, which also leads me to another former Georgia dog. Right. And that's Jordan Davis. 
just last night, there was a video of of him, and the best way to put it is this, manhandling, I would say, manhandling an NFL offensive lineman, just pushing him like he was a child almost. It was watching that unfold, right, on that, on the, on Twitter and everything like that. Any team that picked above Philadelphia, what are you – I'm not saying I understand teams need NFL needs and stuff like that, but what does – how do you look at that and say, we, we picked the right person? Because there's a, uh, there's a team in the state of Georgia, while they picked a receiver, and I understand why, could you have used Jordan Davis at eight or traded back maybe even? You know, maybe to twelve or thirteen. Could could the foul? What? So my thought was, you know, obviously, like I said, team needs can vary. I understand, but do you think teams like the Falcons that needed pass rush help, or you know, just run defense things like that? Do you think they're looking at this and are like, damn? I, I think yeah. you have to yeah. say you are. And 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 DJ put it best: walking the dog on an offensive line. Not only is he strong, not only did he just bull rush this guy, but, but don't forget, he runs He runs a 4-8-5. A lot of people outside of the NFL that can run a 4-8-5 right now at a top speed. So, Juan, if I, if I make you feel any better, his official time from the combine was 4-7-8. At 341 pounds. There's there's a very, very few, there's very few quarterbacks that are going to be able to get away clip of him running down a quarterback. Um, I don't remember where it was on Twitter, but it was just showing him just kind of scraping down it was, down the line. The quarterback. It was a UAB. It was UAB. Yeah, UAB. Like, come on, man. Why, why pat up? He can completely revolutionize your defense. I mean, just completely. I mean, listen, the, the thing about it is, you know, if, if you're the Falcons, right? What well, maybe, right? Maybe you're at eight. Either take Jordan Davis there, right? Or try to trade back to the early teens, still get him. And then in the second round, there's another guy. George Pickens is right there. Maybe use some of that capital to trade up early into the second or even back into the first and get you your receiver. Because let's be honest, I'm not knocking Drake London, but what I'm seeing so far at George Pickens, dude's about to have a ridiculous season as a rookie. I'm just saying. DJ also calls out that he also ran down old buddy from uh, Cincinnati, uh, Spence, uh, Riddler, Ritter, sorry. Excuse me, I'm all over the place there. So, you know, and listen, even if, if Jordan Davis is ever running if, towards, you know, Patrick, he said he's hiding, hiding behind Juan. Uh, <laughs> Goat will protect him. He, he, he uh, that the, I can do. You, you and Tennille, I'm something I'm going to be able to do for you. I'm sorry. I it, it yeah. looks it looks like DJ is breaking some news that we have got to commit in the class of 2024 
out of run, running back Tavani, you'll love his nickname, the Boogeyman Mizell. So it looks like, you know, I'm waiting for a Kirby Smart Go Dogs tweet uh, to inject into my veins. Uh, so we're definitely going to try to pull up a little bit maybe uh, and figure out more about this commit. Um, but one, I you know, obviously, listen, I, I need you to under, I need you to talk to the brigade here. Um, that you're not going to be, you're not going to be done. You're just, you're not going to get God again. You just got to do it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm trying, but, uh, they, they don't want me to be great. That's the problem. You're either elite or you're not. Yeah. And 6033 says, yes, Juan, talk to us. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they, sometimes people like, they try to boost you and they, they, they want you to be great. They don't want me to be great. <laughs> it's just, it sounds like the you know? great. It screams military to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you why, because they tell you you're gonna. They break you down to build you back up. No, 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 no. They just break you down. You build yeah. yourself back up. I haven't. That's I haven't happens. been built back up. I mean, I, I crashing happens. No encouragement. No. Hey, Juan, I, I think you're gonna make it. You know, you, you can be better. A punishment. You know. So is this counterintuitive? I feel like Arkansas. I feel like Arkansas. On their first drive last, just a oh boy down. Oh boy. Um, so DJ fills us in a little bit here as well. Uh, so Tavani is a four-star running back from Dematha, Maryland. The DMV is putting out some talent, and a lot of people I don't think necessarily know. Now I think Del McGee's got his hands on this, but it would not surprise me if Fran Brown had a part in this commitment. Um, just leaving that there. I may be wrong, but. Uh, you know, listen, when you come anywhere in the Northeast, Fran Brown could be a potential guy that had some ties to players, and I think Georgia could finish the rest. I'm just leaving that there. That's just my thoughts. But listen, you miss out on guys, Justice Haynes, right, all these 23 backs, right? You look at it, getting a 20 – so getting a 2024 20, commitment one – do you think you could slowly see Georgia start to kind of punt on the running back call this cycle and then load up in 24? Yeah. I mean, look at, you know, most of the 23s are going to Alabama. Uh, if you're 24, there's no way and try to go and compete with two guys, you know, that were from that 23 class, four or five. Um, the, the other thing, too, you're looking at is I, I think – Kirby, recruiting wise, they're doing a great job. They're looking for Georgia guys, and if if if, if it's going to be Georgia guys, you know, then they're going to be committed to the program in the off season. You know, during the season, they're going to encourage each other and push each other, and they end up with the Zeus's of the world or 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 the Cooks and all those guys that, you know, what they just go top high level and then they buy into the program unfortunately you, you know you've got it's not going to be one of the ones that's going to say hey i don't want to rotate i want to be that feature guy georgia that's just not how they do things so as, as you were telling everybody about this one uh dj keeps bringing in information uh so apparently number one player in maryland laser timed four three in the 40 uh now that's per uh rivals Roddy nabolsi 
So shout out there for that info. But listen, laser timed 40s. Listen, if you don't understand, laser timed 40s is super important, right? Tells me that he's probably doing track. And I guarantee you they looked at the track times. But a 4-3 in the 40, that's moving, folks. Like, like that's moving, okay? There's no way to get around that. Um, you know, and, and as Daniel brings up, these kids keep getting faster and faster. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You're starting to see kids get bigger and faster and stronger, and it's just becoming the norm at this point. Um, you know, my thoughts on this commitment, obviously, I want to do some research on this. I wasn't expecting a commitment, obviously. Um but I definitely will do some research, look at the, you know, look at some tape, things like that. You know, do you see, you know, is he your thunder and lightning? You, who knows what you're going to look for in 24, but, you know, you definitely have lightning in a bottle, uh, as, as the 6333 says as well. See, um, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Apparently, apparently Juan moves that fast trying to juke these jokes. Oh my goodness! Refute that, please, please. I don't, I don't believe it. It would be great. That's all it is. <laughs> That's all it is. Composure. We just want, we just want to spread joy in your life. Talk about some Georgia football, and they just don't want. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, yeah. Listen, this is this is what it's all about, folks. Just make make one laugh again. Just saying, that's <laughs> that's what it's about, folks. The, the campaign continues. The grind never stops. Okay, just never does. Um, you know, but listen, I think I'm not going to necessarily go ahead and jump into the 24 cycle yet, Juan. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, a four star running back's a four star running back. I'll gladly take that. Um, I have to do some research and then obviously come maybe and talk back on another show and and re and review this and and on a more in-depth you know basis here uh but listen it's 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 go dogs you're gonna see that i would not surprise me if kirby's already tweeted it out the go dogs it's the tweet uh, dj brings up only 10 players have have ever ran faster than 4-3 at the nfl combine ever just to put that speed into perspective for everyone yeah that is wow. moving. That is moving, folks. Like I said, and imagine you know, imagine him catching the ball out of the backfield, or, or just kind of you know, you you go back to that Michigan game where you line Dalvin. I'm sorry, you line Cook up. The linebacker just ran right past him. I mean, what what can you do with that? I mean, that that's just you can do a lot. Now, I will say this, you know, obviously, I think, you know, if, if Del McGee takes them, right, you you know, from a running back perspective, you're going to be, you're going to have to block to be on the field, right? So, you know, obviously, like I said, I won't do it necessarily right now. Obviously, we're talking to, you know, we're doing our show. Um, but trying to do, after doing some research, I think we might have to do a quick analysis from uh, from this Mizell commitment here. Um, definitely think it'll be interesting to see how he would, how we think he could fit into Georgia. Uh, in the running back room. Um, and we have been updated that there has been no Go Dogs tweet from Kirby yet. Um, it will come. It might be, I don't know if they're in the middle of fall camp or not, but you never know. You just might see it. 
uh, pop up soon enough. All right? Just might see it soon enough. One, did you know, did you know that we're less than 30 days away from, from kickoff in Georgia football? Yes, indeed. Bands. Blackout. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask the blackout the bins. Now, I'm going to have to ask you something, something that a therapist might ask. How does this make you feel being so close from college football again? How does that make you feel? It's, it's, it's described. I mean, I hate waiting. The waiting part is just, it's, it's painful. It's terrible. It just chaps you know, your ass. Oh yeah, my goodness. When, when, when you, when you get there, when it'd be nothing like it, nothing like, you know, looking at that game day, that college game day, that part of it, I just, I absolutely can't wait. I'm just saying that I can't wait because there's 26 more days, folks. You know, and listen, we're, we're just talking Georgia football, right? There's week zero as well, okay? There's week zero. But I don't know if I'm going to count week zero because you have Vanderbilt and Hawaii, and I just don't know if that's real football or is that going to be a Quidditch match. I really don't know. It might be It might be a debate team. You might see the, you might see the Hawkers versus – you might see the Hawkins versus the debate team. Okay. It just might happen. You don't know. Okay. Hawaii might actually. I, I, I think it should be if, if Vanderbilt wins, they get to stay in the SEC. If and then, then they're out. But what happens if Hawaii wins? Like, what do they, what do they get? I mean, they don't get the more Vanderbilt. Come no, on. No, no, no. They just, they're just, they're just Hawaii. They're just Hawaii. But if, if, if Vanderbilt loses, then they have to be removed from the SEC. Mm, one, I like where you're going here, but DJ just brought up something that we might have to really think about. Oh, man. DJ brings – oh, my uh, goodness. Man, I like he, it. So DJ says this, folks. I think you and Juan, talking about the NCDGD himself here, we should – Twelve games, and give your winners each week. Juan, that that's. Mm. I like it, Mm-mm-mm. and one of us has to have, have like a, a, a head mascot or something like that that leads Corso. Down. I like it. You ain't gonna, ca- like you ain't gonna catch me. You ain't gonna catch me doing some headset. But now I will say this: we might. I mean, listen. This might be something we have to talk about. I legitimately have to talk about because that's a good listen. That, that is fantastic. my man. If my man ain't getting paid, I don't know why he's not right now because that is a false yeah. call right there. That's a false that, call right that, there. That's, I like it. We're gonna we're gonna have to. Dude, that's oh man. This is so I didn't laugh. I'm stumped right now because that is yeah. That's a that is. That is A plus plus. That's a go dogs worthy yep. thing right there. I'm not even mad about that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me, Jesus, give give my man a uh, give my man a. I don't know whether it be a cookie or a dog treat or something. We have to figure something out because there might be a we, one. We might just have to do a comment of the day for each show. Yeah. Oh my. That, that was it right there. That was it. That's it. That's it. That is it. Oh look at this, my man coming in with stats. 
coming in with stats. Hawaii has two former UGA walk-ons on the roster, Colby Wyatt and Hugh Nelson II. Hmm. DJ coming in spitting hot fucking fire, Juan. Good Lord. Good Lord. Now, listen here about here. All right, so. That's a step. That's, this is a, this is top notch, guys. This is top notch shit. I'm not even mad. Juan, speaking of, since we're talking about show plans and, and, and things like this, this is important for viewers and listeners. So if you listen to the podcast, this is going to impact everybody. Uh, so we have decided to do something for the upcoming season, and that is alter the show times uh, for when we go live and drop our podcast. So I've got a graphic up here for the viewers, but I will explain it for the listeners, uh, whether you listen on Apple's podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Like I said, show times are going to change starting August 29th. So our Monday show will be normal. It will it will start Monday at noon with the podcast dropping Tuesday morning. You'll catch it Tuesday in the morning. So if you're listening on podcast, that Monday show will be your Tuesday. The change here lies with your uh, instead of Friday, it will be now on Wednesday, same time for the live show, Wednesday at noon. But you're going to get the podcast Wednesday afternoon. I don't want to get it. I want to get it before Thursday morning. And the reason why I say that is because I want you to be able to listen and get all the time you need before, you know, before college game day, right before game day. I want you to have the knowledge that you need and come in spitting facts for your friends on Thursday, on Friday. Right. Don't want to drop it on Saturday morning like we are right now. Right. Typically, we do our Friday show and we drop it Saturday morning. Listen, this is the off season. Come game days, there's no off season right there. So we're going to change it up, like I said, Wednesday instead of Friday with a Wednesday drop on the afternoon in the, or in the afternoon for the podcast listeners. And we'll, we'll keep bringing this up each show just to make sure that folks are aware uh, and prepare for that change. So keep that in mind. Um, with that being said, I think Joel thinks that something froze. No, I don't believe so. That, not that I'm aware of. We just had the we just had the grab. Um, so that that's what that was. Yeah. Well, no. We yeah we had the graphic to display. Joel has poor internet connection. In, yeah. In Utah. Uh-huh. So that that uh-huh. could also be factor too. Get that. So. It must be plague TV. Dial up. She's got that dial up out there. I mean, I'm I'm having PTSD flashbacks of the dial up tone in my ears right now, and I don't like it. One. Thank you for yes. bringing that up. <laughs> Yeah. Get off the phone, mom. I'm trying to use the TV, use the internet. <laughs> too too much. Too much memory right there. Too much. Excuse me, folks. <laughs> I'm having flashbacks as we speak. <laughs> Just promise you, it's it's too much. But no, I, Juan, I honestly think that that might be something that we're going to look into because I think that'll be worth it. Might, we'll, we'll talk more about that offline. Um, listen, while we while we wait for um, for Jake to come on, uh, just for those that are understanding here, we wanted to bring the show to you, but there's also a time zone difference. I that I that I made the mistake of, and speak of the damn devil himself, Jake Crane. 
How is it going, my man? What's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, it's going. We hey, what's man, going? You missed. You missed. Uh oh. Oh, hey, can y'all hear me? We can hear you, sir. Okay, yeah, man. I'm I'm driving in the car. It's gonna be a little uh, dangerous to look down and drive at the same time. I mean, you know, I like to live dangerously, like Austin Powers, but not that dangerous. <laughs> I do like to live dangerously. Well, so first off, Jake, welcome back to the show, my man. Um, oh yeah, man. Appreciate you having me, dog. You know, I'm always down. Oh, of course. Now, so obviously, listen, we we've had a we've had a good show so far. Just talking a little bit about. Uh, Jordan Davis, Manhattan folks, and Trayvon Walker making an impact, Zeus, things like that. Uh, but now that you're on, let's talk Auburn, okay? The main the main point of this is to gain some insight into Auburn. Obviously, you were here for our Tennessee episode. Listen, yeah. I'm going to try to be as non-biased as I can be, but I just hate Auburn. But I want to know about Auburn. I feel like it's a due diligence here. You know, looking at – Right, looking at their, you know, where their culture, where's the state of the program, right? What, what's the feelings around Auburn right now, from your perspective? Well, you know, I, I think there's a lot of uncertainty uh, still. I mean, because look, we all know what happened in the off season, and regardless of what side of the fence, Brian Harson, if you're on the the side of well, it's not going to work with Brian Harson, so they might as well have got him out. You know, eventually you got to show it on the field. But like all, all the talks, good. And all the, all the, you know, we're, we're changing the culture and we're going to do it right. That, that's great, and, and I get that. But you got to win games. I think he's got to win eight. Uh, I, I really believe that, whether that's seven in the regular season uh, and then an eighth in, in the bowl game, you know, the, the Geico, you know, dot-com bowl or whatever it's going to be. I think he's got to win eight. If he doesn't, I think they're going to move on from him, and, and I think Hugh Freeze would be a guy that have a real chance. But, you know, uh, again, the, the – any message you have, regardless of what type of coach you are, regardless of how you handle yourself, how you handle the program, winning cures everything and losing exposes everything. So at the end of the day, you're going to, have to do it on the field. And I don't know right now if they have the horses up front, especially on the offensive line and not just the starting five, but the depth to be able to to do what they want to do against Georgia and Alabama. So it's it's just uncertainty. But I will say this. Auburn has an amazing habit of when nobody expects them to do anything, just freaking out and having a really good year. And then when people expect a lot, absolutely falling flat on their face. So they're the antithesis to your typical predictions and things like this. Yes. Um, listen, so, you know, in my opinion, like, I, I feel like Auburn kind of put the, shot themselves in the foot and – on a really bad level with the whole situation and how it played out trying to listen from an outsider's perspective and trying to be as taking my red and black hat off right now. My thought on this was like, you just exposed the, the, the shadiness of your entire program, right? Your, your boosters tried to do everything they could to get this man fired for calls. So they didn't have to do the payout or the buyout, but now yeah, like Tennessee did. Yeah, but, but Tennessee was successful. Like you yes. committed suicide, but they were successful and it actually worked out. Auburn tried to do the same thing. Listen, I don't care what you say. The timing on this proves to me that they were trying to get this man fired. They were, he was on vacation and, and, and legitimately passed a clause that basically was saying if you don't cooperate fully, that you're fired for cause. Listen, that is that is exactly the proof that you need to show that Auburn as a program – 
is ran by the boosters, and that should not be the case. Boosters should have a say, but not that much. Well, uh, yeah, well, look, look, money runs every money runs every program, money runs every business. But the difference is, and I've said this on the show, the reason why Alabama and now Georgia and Ohio State and you see Jimbo at AM, the success they're having in it's because they have full control. And full control isn't just, oh, well, I'm going to recruit my guys and hire my guys. It's everything that goes on in that program. Every booster that we have, I don't answer to them from a standpoint of they tell me how to operate my program. That's the reason Nick Saban didn't go to Texas. I don't think Steve Sarkeesian has full control at Texas. But you look at Bama, Bama said, you know what? We have a lot of pride. But after Mike Price and Mike Shula, they said, since we have so much pride, we're willing to swallow our pride, and Nick Saban won't take this job unless we give him full control. And all these coaches that I just named, guess who they learned from, buddy? Uh, Nick Saban. And they know what full control looks like. And they know if you have full control, it's all on you. And you have to have a huge ego to coach at this level. Now, some guys show it more than others, but it's almost impossible nowadays to have if you don't have full control to win at a very high level. It's like having a hand tied behind your He might be going through Auburn service or something. We'll see. But no, Jake, so I want to I want to go ahead and do this real fast. So let's pull up our schedule here for Auburn and I'm going to get your thoughts on this schedule. So obviously you were here for the Tennessee, so we're going to break this down into 6 and 6. So you start off with games uh, against Mercer, San Jose State, Penn State comes to Jordan Hare. I'm not going to say Jordan Hare because to hell with that. Then, then you go, you know, then you look at Mizzou and LSU before a Georgia game. The, so the key here is your first five games, if you were Auburn, are home games. You don't leave the state. You don't leave your town until after the LSU game, October first. But then, like I said, you go to Georgia on October 8th to, to, for the sixth game of the season. Given given that schedule and, and what you know about the program, Jake, what is a reasonable projection for the first half of their season? Um, you know, I'm looking at it. I think there's no reason why you can't finish three and three, maybe four and two. But what are, you, what are your thoughts on that first half of that schedule? I think he may be. We might. Apparently, we're having some technical difficulties. Jake can't hear me. Juan, you can hear me. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, so we'll work on these technical difficulties. We'll we'll let Jake get things squared away. We'll work on that. Um, In the meantime, Juan, what are your takeaways for this first half of the season? Okay, well, well, first, before that, I I wanted to just kind of say before as far as having four control this is not the first time that Auburn has done this if you think think about it uh when they had Tommy Tuberville they were trying to get rid of Tommy Tuberville the season even started they were flying a guy in they were going to basically just he was going to take over they'll find found out about it they keep Tommy Tuberville for that additional year and should have had an opportunity to play for a national championship but they didn't 
So, um, you know, they, they just kind of waited their time out with Tommy Tuberville. Then they got rid of him. Historically, is known for, for, for doing this type of stuff. But um, but but for, for the first six games, I mean, Mercer is just going to be a, an absolute blowout. San Jose, Penn State, I do believe that they'll beat Penn State. They'll, no, 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 sorry. They will not beat Penn State. They will not beat Penn State. They will will beat Missouri. They will not beat LSU, nor will they. Realistically, I'd say one, one, two, they'll be three and three for their first three games. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, do y'all got me? Yep. Hey, well, look, look my, I'm going to tell you, just as a guy that grew up in Auburn, as an Auburn fan, I've got a pretty good idea of what's I think going to happen. I think a lot of Auburn fans will agree with me. Auburn's going to start 5-0. and <laughs> Excuse me. They'll start 5-0. and Watch. <coughs> They'll win the first two. San Jose State kind of scares me a little bit. Penn State will come to town. We'll win that one. Then all of a sudden, we'll somehow miraculously beat LSU. I don't know what type of miracle will occur, but something will happen. Then all of a sudden, you'll hear Brian Harson's the new Pat Dye. Auburn's going to do it. He's the greatest coach ever. He's going to turn it around. We're not afraid anymore. Then all of a sudden, Georgia's going to beat us by two to three touchdowns. We'll go to Ole Miss and lose. We'll somehow find a way to go seven and five and it'll fall off a cliff like it did last year, and then we'll have to beat UCF in the hydrocortisone cream bowl or whatever that we're in, and and it'll just – that's what Auburn does. I'm telling you, they'll give everybody hope for the first five. He will be Newt Rockney after game five, and then after Georgia shoves us in a locker, all of a sudden people will be like, you know what, that's okay, five and one, we're top 15, lost to a top three team on the road, it happens – then we'll go to Ole Miss and just totally forget. Just totally forget and lose by, you know, we'll play terrible, somehow still have a chance to win, but we'll lose that one. I'm just telling you, I've seen this movie before. I hate to say it, but I know what we do. It's like that show that Mandy Moore is on on ABC. It's like, this is us. Like, this is us. Like, it just is what it is. You know, I think I project I project Auburn to play in the Bengay Bowl. Um, just going to leave that there. <laughs> Um, but anyways, as we go back to right, the hey, second half. I will half. say something, though, Robert. I will say something, though. I will say something. I know. 
But let's not act like George has just been balling for the last 20 years, too, now. So let's just remember that a little bit. I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Listen, this year, though, we're not playing in Jordan Hare, though. Listen, whenever, listen, I'll tell you this. I'll be the first one to tell you that Jordan Hare it was built on a voodoo graveyard. Like, there's some unforeseen crazy shit that's happened. There's no reason why you have the prayer at Jordan Hare followed by the kick six, okay? It's craziness. It's pure craziness. And if you're Texas and you're Oklahoma and you just so happen to listen to the DGD podcast, you're going to understand that when you go to Jordan Hare and you say, oh, it's just Auburn, you don't understand unless you go there and play. Crazy shit has happened, and it continues to happen. It just does. Um, it just does. Now, with that being said, on to the back half, right, the last six games. So you sit there, you start, you obviously you go to Georgia, then you go to Ole Miss, like uh, Jacob brought up. Then you host Arkansas, Mississippi State, you travel to uh, Starkville. Then you host A&M and Western Kentucky leading up to your Iron Bowl. So in the back half here, this is tough. And I think you could honestly see, you know, Honestly, see them winning Mississippi State, Western Kentucky, but you, I'm, I see them losing four. So when I'm looking at it, I think you literally look at a, you know, maybe a six and six, or you know, maybe seven and five, maybe, you know. So Jake literally, in my opinion, hit this right on the head because, you know, listen, that back half is brutal. Okay, it's brutal, and it starts with Georgia first and LSU, really, for that yeah. matter, too. Juan, where do you see that back half leading up to? Uh, man, that that's I, I don't see them beating Ole Miss. Um, I mean, I, I they they I think State and Western Kentucky, and that that's about it. Um, that, that's that's a tough one. Uh, Arkansas is always always they're you know they're good, and then Iron Bowl. I, I do expect as crazy as this may sound, I do expect them. To, to what they always do, but again, and and that that's I mean I, I'm looking at a season, you know, three in the first half, three in the uh, in the back half, and and, and that's uh. Jake, so one of our uh, one of our viewers just asked if um, he missed this. Did Jake say that Auburn beats Penn State? Just for clarification here, he he missed it. I think I think he said he they do beat Penn State, correct? Yeah, he did say that. Yeah, yeah. he said he, yeah, okay. he said he thought that they. Okay, so yeah, so DJ, uh, he Jake did say that Auburn beats Penn State. Listen, Penn State can say what they want, but I'm telling you, they haven't played in Jordan here. Just saying. Just gonna leave that there. So ultimately, I have um, I have seven and five finish. Juan, what is your final uh, record for Auburn this se- uh, this season? Six and uh, I'll go six and six. Six and six playing in the Bengay Bowl. Okay, okay, fair enough. All in the Eater Bowl. Oh, the Weed Eater Bowl. Okay, the Make One yeah. Laugh Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, I think we're gonna wrap this thing up for today's show, folks. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Like I said, I've got seven and five tops, six and six realistically. Juan's got six and six. 
I think Jake mentioned seven and five, and that's fair, I suppose. Um, listen, make sure because uh, one, I know we're about to wrap this thing up. If you if you're not familiar with Jake, go uh, follow him at, uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, his underscore is at Jake Crane uh, underscore. So look him up there. Look at Crane and Company. Make sure to check him out. Check out the show there. Um, so with that being said, Juan, let's wrap this thing up and let's come on ready for ready for Friday and and another enemy intel series. Uh, any last words for today before we hop off? Hey, the, the football season it is it is uh, coming upon us. I can't wait. It's exciting. Champs. Uh, apparently, DJ is at the whiteout game uh, versus Auburn last year. Auburn should have won up there. I would think Auburn gets it done at home. I think so, too. Perhaps. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and if you want to follow DJ for all these news, follow DJ at Dog Talk with two Gs. I'm, two giving, Gs. Him a, I'm giving him a follow right now. There you go, folks. With that being said, make sure if you enjoyed today's content, if you enjoy the podcast, Make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Hey, if your Apple Podcast five-star reviews help as well. So keep that in mind if you enjoy the content. Shout out to Jake Crane for coming on and talking Auburn football. Juan, with that being said, let's wrap this thing up. Oh, yeah, by the way, that 4-3-40 was a 4-3-0, by the way. That's legitimately, yeah, that's that's basically 4-2 territory right there. And that's as a junior. Yep. So keep that in mind. Uh, on that note, though, guys, we're going to wrap this thing up. Have a great Monday or Tuesday uh, for those listening to the podcast. And we'll catch you back on the next episode. Go dogs. Go dogs. Watch out for the Kirby. Go dogs tweet. Have a great, happy day.